What's going on, everybody? This is the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast on a Sunday night. Well, at least when we're recording, I can't guarantee you're going to be listening to this on a Sunday night. But May 1st, had a great weekend of action here the last couple of days. Had some games during the week we got to dive in and get to. I'm Wyatt. Alongside of me is Ryan. As you know, if you've been listening for a long time, Ryan, how we doing? We're doing well, Wyatt. It's a busy time of year, but I can't complain. April showers bring May flowers and sunshine mm. later this week, we hope, and better Spend baseball and one of the best times of the year as we go down the stretch. You can only hope, right? I mean, we're at that time of the year. Two weeks from now, we will have a champion. Uh, all things go according to plan, that is, anyways. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun time of the year, and it's been a fun journey to get here, but now we're finally on that home stretch. The picture's becoming clear, and uh, it's it's really time to play your best baseball. Is it finally time to peak, Ryan? Is this the time, <laughs> this week is the time to start peaking? Yeah, yeah, and I love how you said start peaking. You don't want to hit the summit yet, but the peaking process begins now. Perfect. There we go. All right. I'm just happy because you always say that throughout the season and I mean, now they can finally start doing it. So that's that's what I like to hear. You can almost stop rolling your eyes. You still are a little bit, but you can almost stop with that. I'm just glad we're there. Like I said, it, it makes me happy to know they can go out there and uh, play their best baseball and not feel bad about it anymore. Yep. So that's, that's good to know. <laughs> All right. So first game I want to get into right away here. Morris hosted Crown on Wednesday, April 27th. Last time we were on, this game had not taken place. We had mentioned it a little bit. We said, what was Crown going to do? Were they going to throw Newman? What were they going to pitching wise with the big week that they had coming up? How are they going to handle it? And Morris, fresh off a big win over Northwestern, they get him. They get him with a walk-off. Shout-out to Joe Pelly getting it done. My guy from Elk River played with him in high school. He hits the walk-off single. Morris, shocks crown 5-4. to four. What are your thoughts on that one, Ryan? Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, coming off of a huge win against Northwestern just a few days ago, and then you follow it up by taking down the team who was first place in the conference, crowned everything in front of them. They had to love what Morris did to Northwestern, but then they got to see the same Cougars. And, uh, yeah, shout-out to them. If you're Eagles fans listening, you really appreciated that win. And just a huge opportunity missed by Crown really this whole week. Wyatt, we're going to get more into that uh, in the pod tonight, but not to take anything away from Morris. I mean, they've clearly proven when they work things together, they can get some good starting pitching. We know the experience in that lineup. They can beat anyone in this conference, and so – Maybe a surprise to some. I mean, you would call it a little bit of an upset, but we talked about it in the last pod. Don't overlook this game. Yeah, Crown has that big series against Bethany coming up, and we were talking about it last week, but they had to get by Morris first. We kind of speculated it may have been a tough one, and clearly it was for the Storm. Well, so very disappointing loss for Crown, but that's not to take anything away from Morris. So first off, big shout-out to them. They deserve the win. It's huge. But just from the standpoint of what Crown wanted to accomplish – They needed this game. They didn't get it. It kind of set up for what was a bad week. Uh, In the end, a bad weekend. They get beat twice by Bethany. They struggle to get by Northland. I mean, the Lumberjacks coming out in full force, almost take one from them. And uh, that just, again, goes into the whole thing we've been talking about all year, Ryan, as far as the conference being so much deeper this year. I mean, for Crown, let's just let's just start there with them now and move into that. I mean, I wasn't sure if you wanted to wait longer to get into that conversation with them. Nope. But where do you go from here? They are definitely not peaking right now. They're almost going down a little bit. 
But just in general, there's got to be some concerns if you're a Crown fan or even in that locker room with not the way they've been playing lately, but just overall where they're going to be at in the conference tournament from a pitching standpoint. There's got to be concerns. Yeah, for uh, Crown players and coaches right now, I mean, there's a lot of looking in the mirror and saying, wow, I mean, that is a tough pill to swallow, and they may still be a little upset about it for the next day or two but I mean that's as long as you can take if you know even if it's that long it may have to be shorter than that because you gotta put your bootstraps back on and get ready to go to war again and try to figure things out at Missile Park this coming weekend with that big series against Superior because there's going to still be seeding ramifications this final weekend and you know what Wyatt they should still get into the UMAC tournament so they just got to be saying we lost an opportunity obviously but we all know that we want to be playing our best baseball, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that. When we begin the UMAC Conference Tournament, which I believe is supposed to start on Thursday, May the 12th, that's when we want to be playing our best. And if we can play our best for that few-day stretch, we're not going to remember any of this. Or we're going to remember it and say, guess what, it didn't matter, because that's before we really started to kick it into another gear. So you got to flush it as quickly as you can and let it fuel you. You know what? We're not happy with the results, but what are we going to do about it? Are we going to pout about it, or are we going to figure out a way to get better? Now, you and I can talk about what we think as far as if they're going to be able to turn it around. I mean, these results say a lot. What does that say about maybe we'll see in the conference tournament? We can talk about that, but from the inside, you just got to flush this thing as quick as you can. Yeah, well said. I'm not confident in them at all in a tournament setting, though, with what they have pitching-wise. I've seen nothing all year that makes me confident in them. In just one game alone by itself, if you throw Newman out there, I'd still be confident because you could still argue Crown House a lineup potentially that is the best lineup in the conference still. But if you don't have depth pitching-wise, it's going to be really, really challenging to win the conference tournament, especially with the guys that the other three teams you're probably going to be competing against do have. I mean, Superior's got depth. Obviously, Northwestern has depth. And then Bethany even has a little bit of depth as well. So, I mean... Crown's going to be in a very tough spot moving forward. They got some, uh, as you mentioned, just looking in the mirror to do and some soul searching to get done here before that conference tournament starts. So that's one side of it for Crown. On the flip side, the team that they took on this weekend, Bethany, they get two of them from them. What was the score? It was 14 to 8 today. That game wrapped up earlier today. And then on Friday in the double header, because then they got, you know, postponed on Saturday, ended up moving it to today. But then on Friday, that double header, Crown takes game one. And then Bethany comes back and kind of takes it to him in game two. And you said you had the box score up in that second game. I never did have it up. I don't know if that's something you can get up for yep. me. Yep. But I'm cu curious, who pitched in that one for Bethany? So in game one, Newman pitched, as we expected, and they win that one in a high-scoring yep. game, 14-8. Yep. to eight. But then in game two, Fierstad did pitch. And he did, okay. He wasn't great. I mean, he only got through six. He's their bulldog who they love to go to the distance if he can, if not seven or eight innings. He let up six runs and six innings of work. And so Crown is very much in the ball game when he leaves the game. I mean, if I'm doing some quick math here, again, math was not my major or Wyatt's major. But after six, when they get Fierstad out of the game, Wyatt, Crown's up 6-4. Already winning game one. Yeah. Trying to take both games in the double dip on Friday to open up the series. You had to be feeling great. If you told the Storm and their coaching staff and players, you're going to be up 6-4 to four after six. And Fierstad's going to be done, and we got three innings left at home. But Bethany responds by scoring eight unanswered, four in the seventh, four in the eighth, 
putting up some runs on the crown bullpen to pull away and win that game on Friday. And then that changes the whole weekend. Because you threw out your ace and you know you need to win game one wide, okay? You mentioned they just pulled out a squeaker against Northland the day before on Thursday. So they've bounced back after the Morris loss. It's been a long week for them, but okay, they're starting to feel their mojo back a little bit. Maybe that says a lot. Those three innings wide, just to unpack that. You're up two going into the final three frames. And you're at home, and you can't finish it off against the Bethany bullpen in that game. I mean, that is a three-inning stretch to circle for both of these squads. Because if you're Bethany, you're thinking, okay, we knew we had to make some kind of a statement this weekend. Are we really about to go down 0-2 and then go into the final game of the series tomorrow when it was scheduled for Saturday, knowing we can't throw Adam Fierstad and trying to come up with a win against this hot storm offense? And then all of a sudden, the thing just flips. Total 180. So that stretch to me, I mean, very compelling and something I don't think a lot of people would have predicted. No, that's that's kind of you hit it right on uh, right on the head there with the hammer. I mean, that's that's how you do it. I mean, it, it, it's that three inning stretch that really turned everything. And Bethany finds a way to win that game. Then they take game three and they took it comfortably. I want to mention. I mean, it was fourteen to eight, but they were up twelve zero in that game today. So they they were in full control. Never really in doubt that they were going to win that game. I don't know. It's two different teams, Ryan, that are trending in opposite directions coming towards the tournament. We've seen Bethany do this in the past when they went back to back a few years ago and won the conference. They play very good baseball at the end of the season when they need to. Well, and Wyatt, I know you were able to keep some tabs uh, on the contest that happened today earlier this afternoon on Sunday the 1st. I had some other work to do this afternoon, but I think it's even more than impressive to mention their number two, Brody Curtis, who struggled this season, he started game one of the series. Got yeah. beat around, crown beats him. And then they start Fierstad, their clear ace. For Bethany to do that, what'd you say? They were up 10 nothing. 12. It was 12. 12. It was 12-0. Crown actually needed to score three runs to keep the game going, I believe. And they ended up scoring six. And that brought it to 12-6. Then Bethany added a couple, I think. And then, uh, you know, Crown came back with one or two. So, and then it ended up 14-8. But it was never in question. Well, and I think Bethany's pitching then, what I'm saying is, deserves a huge shout-out. I know they let up six. And like you said, it wasn't really even as close as the score said. But to get through that first chunk of the game where their offense is raking and they're throwing up zeros on the board and they don't have Fierstad or Curtis, that's big time against what you could argue and what we've talked about is, you know, very well could be considered the best lineup in the whole conference. How much can you put into it that the game got moved to Mankato? I'm glad you mentioned it. I mean, it means a little something that Crown couldn't host all of them, but there's no excuses if you're Crown. I mean, it's a great facility at Mankato. You're switching from grass and dirt to turf, but, you know, you you, you caught some of the game. I don't know if there was a raucous atmosphere that played into it and just had Crown totally stunned. I, I was I was that. not wa- I was not watching the game, no. Oh, okay. I never, you were box I, I never score watched the game. Okay. I was okay. more I or less, yeah, just checking the box score a little bit, but... Uh, I, I, I agree with you 100%. There's, it, it plays into it a little bit. There's no excuse. So, I mean, you fell down 12-0. There, yeah. there, there's, and they had all the motivation coming in. Yeah, like, you had it, everything on the line. It does not matter where the game is played. You, you can't go down 12-0 and then try and use that as an excuse. So, 
Crown's got to figure it out a little bit going into the conference tournament. Bethany starting to trend in the right direction. I'd feel good if I'm the Vikings right now heading into this last week of the season. We should also note those top teams in Northwestern and Bethany and Crown believe they all have games on the schedule this week outside of the conference. I know Crown and Northwestern are playing on Monday, May 9th. And that's something, you know, we've liked to do in the past. When I was at Northwestern, we always try to schedule a, a team from the Mayak or something like that. And it looks like Crown and Northwestern are both doing that. I thought Bethany was, but now I'm not seeing it on the schedule. So maybe they aren't. But Well, and I think Bethany may be trying to get St. Mary's back on the schedule because sure. they were supposed to play them today before they had to move the Crown game. So maybe they'll play them later this week. But otherwise, Bethany will finish up with uh, North Central on the road this coming weekend. And I like that move to try and get extra games in against good opponents. You may not see the arms necessarily because they're getting ready for their conference tournament similarly, but nonetheless, you're going to see a good lineup. You know what I mean? You're you're going to have good baseball. So I like that these teams are doing that and giving themselves the best chance to see the best competition leading into the tournament. It's going to be really fun to see how it shapes out. Obviously, here's a quick question for you. We know for Bethany superior and crown let's say those are the other three teams that are in we're assuming northwestern is going to host at this point unless they collapse here in this last week again i don't know if you've mentioned it because you know we've talked a lot before we get on the mic and then before we're actually recording i don't know what made it on or not but now they have a game to give right why that's important to know they only need two out of three against martin luther yeah, they only need two out of three, and that's if Crown sweeps Superior, which with the way yeah. things have been going, I mean, who's to say that's going to happen? Quite True. honestly, I would say you could argue, and we'll make our predictions later, you could argue Superior should be favored to win that series right now with the way they've been playing lately and with the way Crown's playing. So, my question for you. You've got Northwestern as the team that the other three should be the most scared of, you know what I mean? Bethany, Crown, yep. Superior, they they got to worry about them more than anything. If you're Northwestern, which team are you most concerned about going into the conference tournament superior why pitching depth solely off of the just the pitching depth pitching depth and then we're going to get into it later and i know it was just north central but you know they've made things somewhat compelling against some teams that we've been following whatever you can throw this out if you want Wyatt. but they put up 51 runs in three games this weekend against the rams well, and I think I even said going into that series that Superior was going to kind of use them as a punching bag a little well, bit with the way. Exactly. With with that loss they had last weekend against Martin Luther. Yeah, they were they were kind of ready to come back with a vengeance. I mean, I don't care who you do it against. It's still impressive. Yeah, and I mean, then going back earlier this week, I don't think we've mentioned this yet. They had a double dip against Northland this past Tuesday, and that's the most immediate matchups they had coming off of that loss to Martin Luther by a one to nothing final in a bizarre game that we talked about in the last pod. They put up nine runs in both of those games. I mean, they had to go to extras to win yeah. the one game against Northland, but you just combine all that. If uh, I can do some quick math here, 51 and 18 is 69. 69 runs in the past five games for the Jackets. It's impressive. That's a lot. That's, those are that's big numbers. <laughs> that's a, that, that is a lot for those uh, following along at home. So <laughs> it's... It's interesting. I would say Bethany, to be completely honest, and part of it plays into the fact there's still guys on the roster for Bethany that have the experience from winning a UMAC championship. With Fearstead, I think they could beat pretty much anybody, and their lineup appears to be trending in the right direction. I understand Crown's pitching isn't necessarily the greatest, but even when they played Northwestern this year, they were able to somewhat you know get to I mean they had guys on base I should say against Borma and Crab and were moving guys and I mean that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do and then in that game that they won they also had a pretty good offensive showing as well so they've shown at times their offense can hit as well 
So I don't know, I, I'd be concerned about Bethany with the way they're trending, that experience from winning it in the past, and just the fact that their lineup is starting to deliver a little bit more now as we enter the final week of the season. With that combined with Fearstead and what we saw from their pitching staff to be able to win this game against Crown uh, in game three of that series, I, I guess Bethany would be my choice for those reasons. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm not going to argue too much with you there, but especially in some big spots this season, I mean, I think you could argue the best one, too, outside of Borma Crab for Northwestern in the conference is Rodriguez and Tappy out in Superior. And I'm especially saying that sure. based on what they did when I was watching in person to open up conference play first weekend of April against Northwestern. Yeah, I guess I would say, and maybe I'm not trying to make it like a recency bias by any means by saying Bethany just because, you know, they had their success. Well, the recent stuff does matter, though. But it does. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I would agree that Rodriguez is definitely next up on the totem pole outside of the two Northwestern arms. I'd go Fearstead next, though. I'm not going to pick Tappy over Fearstead at that point. No, I, I just mean the, yeah, the one-two you the combined. Just the one-two Yep, though. I'd yep. still put Fearstead above Tappy, yep. Nope, I, I, I hear you. So I can totally make a case for that. Crown is the one I'm most concerned about right now as far as just themselves go. Yeah, they're just so up and down. It's like a roller coaster ride, Wyatt, trying to follow where they're going to be going this season. Which I guess, I mean, if you're on that up uh, in the conference <laughs> tournament, that's good. So, yep. I mean, who knows? Maybe they will. Yep. Be. <laughs> Maybe they're purposely dipping before they rise, you know? there. Well, I don't know why anyone would purposely do that. But, I mean, <laughs> hey, we got to do some more digging, I guess, some more investigation into this. All right. The other team here that's kind of in the mix here is Morris. Can they catch Superior at this point? They, you got you got all help, you got all right? the tough questions for me, Wyatt. So it gets complicated with them because uh, Morris all the different postponements, well, yeah. cancellations. So we talked about this before we hopped on, but they were supposed to play Martin Luther in Morris, try to continue what had already been a huge start of the week for them, winning on the road against Northwestern, winning at home against Crown. They stay at home. Okay, they barely got into their game that they played on Friday before that one was suspended, where they were. F- trailing 3-1 to one early, but then they weren't able to finish that one, weren't able to play the next two games. So their schedule is going to get complicated and then some because what I'm looking at now, Wyatt, they still got a pair against North Central they got to play, three against Northland they got to play, and then two more against Superior. And yeah. so if they got to make up the Martin Luther ones too, tell me how it's possible, Wyatt, for them to play, what would this be? Five plus three is eight. Plus, they they got to play darn near ten games still to finish out <laughs> – all the conference games they have well, to play. And, and they, they're, they're probably not going to. So then I don't know how they factor that in as far as like the tiebreakers and stuff go. Uh, if they don't play as many games as the other teams. And I should Winning be very percentage clear. or, yeah. I don't yeah, know. something like that. I should be clear here. I say superior as the team to catch just because Bethany is wrapping up this weekend. Who do they got this weekend? I forget. It's somebody. North Central, so they'll be. It's favored. North Central. Let's let's assume Bethany. Yeah, is going to take care of business there. We know Northwestern is as of right now the one seed unless they lose two out of three. Okay, against Martin Luther. So those two teams we're going to assume are probably going to be in. Crown plays into this as well. I mean, they play superior here in a three-game yep. set. So they're not out of the woods yet. Morris just wants a sweep there, regardless of which team it is. They just want one of those two to sweep. That yeah. that would be the best case scenario for Minnesota Morris. So the most losses that Crown could go to, if I'm counting this correctly, because again, the standings we're looking at on the website aren't updated at the moment. But with what we know happened today, Crown going into this coming week, I'm almost positive, is 13-5 and five in UMAC play. They yep. have 
Three games left against Superior and UMAC play, as we've mentioned. So the highest they can go to in the loss column is eight losses. Superior, excuse me, Morris rather right now is only at seven. But they got a ton of games to make up. So like you said, maybe they don't, but you could argue, well, they have to because that's the only way we can compare them fairly to a team like Crown who will have played their full slate. And then, you know, you go to a team like Superior, they are going to have to play, it looks like, still games on Sunday. After they play against Crown Friday, Saturday, they're going to play against Morris for a pair. And those games could have a lot of meaning to them, obviously. And then they also have some things to make up early on this week as well. So, again, all this is probably going to change. We're looking at the days and everything. It all could change. Hopefully, they get all the games in somehow. We think, Wyatt, long story short, there's five teams still alive right now. We probably know the one, but from there, two, three, four left to be decided yeah, between Crown, I mean, Superior, Su- Bethany, and Morris. Because Superior technically would be number two right now in the standings. Correct. And they could fall all the way out still. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, two, three, four are completely up in the air. And I don't know how much it's going to matter since there's no four, five matchup. That was the benefit of even getting the two or the three in the past is that you didn't have to worry about playing that extra game in the playing game. This year, I, I don't know if it necessarily matters that much because you're going to have to beat everybody anyways, and everybody plays the same amount of games. So Maybe they'll pull a fast one on us, wide and say, you know what, with all these uneven amount of games played, we're just going to make it easy and five teams get in. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought you were going to say all eight. At that point, I'd be all for it. Give me Martin Luther, man. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I would be completely on board with that. But you're right. I mean, that would be something, too, if they did that. They're not going to. It, it would be kind of cool if they did. Though, yeah, I don't know. I guess they can do whatever they want. I don't know. If <laughs> they could, it's not necessarily fair if they do. But, no, it's it's going to be very interesting. It's, it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. But, yeah, you're right. Crown, Superior, they're not out of the woods. I mean, Bethany technically isn't either, but they're probably in the best position of those three to have a lock at this point with their matchups against North Central. Let's not forget, North Central almost beat Northwestern, though, too, not that yep. long ago. So, Up 7-6 I mean, to six after 7 this past they, Tuesday. They could give Bethany a run for their money. Now, even with that being the case, Bethany can probably afford to lose one of those games and still make the tournament. So I, I have a tough time seeing North Central winning 2 out of 3 there in this case. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it shapes up. But with how deep the conference is, one thing's for certain, Ryan, we don't know what's going to happen. And that's just how we like it. As I said before, build that drama. That's what we're here for. It matters if you're fighting on that line between three and four, obviously. You get to avoid Northwestern in the first game and potentially not have to see Owen Borma or Bryce Crabb for game number one of the conference tournament, depending on how Coach Heaps Club obviously elects to pitch those guys. But two, three, that doesn't matter, obviously, because you're going to play the other one no matter what. So I don't know why, if you want to move over to Northwestern now and what they did this past week, since we've kind of talked about the others a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we can quickly hit Northwestern. I don't think there's a whole lot to say other than they took care of business. I mean, this is what you needed to see from Northwestern in the back half of this stretch now against these teams. Want to see the same thing against Martin Luther. Take care of business. Don't mess around. Have good at bats. Go through the lineup. I mean, shout out to Keegan Verko. He sets uh, his, well, he sets the record. Broke, he broke his, his own, own record. record. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, it's just ridiculous when you think about it. But uh, so a big shout out to him for breaking his home run record. I mean, again, just stellar pitching all around. Great to see if you're an Eagles fan. This is this is a very good spot to be in now with a chance to do it again against Martin Luther. They'll have all the confidence in the world going into the conference tournament. But yeah, I don't I, I don't really have a ton to say other than they just took care of business. 
I agree. I just have a few things to note here really quickly for Northwestern. I mean, dominant over Northland as they should be, as you mentioned. It's been a long week for a bunch of teams, but I think pitching was kind of running dry by the end of it uh, for the Lumberjacks. And we haven't noted this officially, but I think worth saying, I didn't know why until this week that officially the rest of the way Northland can't play at home. And they've been on the road already for some time. So why? They, wait, 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 wait. Why is that? They're on the road for the rest of the season because apparently their field is indefinitely not available for use. Uh, that's basically what I was told. So not the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> well, that's what we were talking about. I was kind of interested to hear some stories of what happened for Northwestern on the road this weekend. And so, if you didn't see this, folks, this was supposed to be at Northland. They played as the home team, but all three games this past weekend were played at Reynolds Field out on the Northwestern St. Paul campus. And that's and that's happened a couple times this year to some teams. I think Morris has had to do the same, and I know North Central has probably had to do the yep. same. This is a pretty typical thing, though. It just, unfortunately, is the tough part about Minnesota and spring weather is you just you get some of these teams that have to do that, and you got to go to the places with the turf. So, Well, I was going to say why. Here's the easy fix, okay? UMAC institutions, just get enough money in your athletic departments. Every school by next year has turf. Done. Problem solved. That's easier said than done. <laughs> I know it's a lot easier said than done. No, just just a few things on Northwestern. I mean, you said the pitching was dominant. The thing that stuck out to me, Wyatt, obviously they had some big numbers this weekend. It was in huge part due to bottom half of the lineup is really starting to step up. And we could argue, Wyatt, that's going to yeah. be the difference for this squad. If they're well, going to win the UMAC tournament or not, that bottom half, guys like Ben Spores, a massive weekend. Isaac Pilon, huge when Bryce Crabs on the bump because then he's inserted into the starting lineup. The freshman had a number of RBIs throughout this weekend. When guys like that are producing, this squad is all the more dangerous. Yeah, no big shout out to Ben Spores as well. I'm glad you mentioned that. Three home runs, I think, is what it was yep. this series against yep. Northland. Just, just incredible. I mean, yeah, that's that's huge to have those guys deliver as well because you somewhat know what you're going to get out of the top part of the order with some of those guys, but now the bottom of the order stepping up, that's huge. That's kind of the key. If they can step up ah, and this offense gets rolling. I don't know if they're going to get beat. You know what I mean? I I think they're without a doubt the favorite and the team that everyone else will be chasing. And isn't it crazy, Wyatt? I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we kind of mentioned it, you know, last week and in the prior weeks. Like, there's some differences, obviously, between last year's squad that you were on and this year's squad where there is a little more breathing room, if you will, for the rest of the conference and trying to make a dent into Northwestern. They're starting to turn the corner at the right time. Again, they're playing competition that they should take care of, but they're taking care of business as they should. All that being said, all the different you know dips that they've had throughout this season, still a very talented team, don't get me wrong, but some uneven play. At the end of the day, they still step into the final weekend of conference play with a game to give and everything in their control to host the conference tournament once more. A familiar place for Northwestern. Wasn't the same road to get here, but a familiar feeling here in the first week of May. They have probably been a little bit more uh, under scrutiny from us, Ryan, this year just because of what happened last year. You know what and, I mean? And you're a tough at, critic, as you should be. Well, and just <laughs> after after what had happened, you know what I mean? There was a lot of expectations put on them. Yeah, and that's, rightfully that, so. We, we, We've talked about this before when we were doing this pod during basketball season. You want those expectations. That means you earn you're them. taking that next step. Yep, and you've earned them. So they've maybe been under scrutiny a little bit more than the other teams have. But at the same time, like you said, through all of that and all this stuff we can say they struggled with and whatnot, they're in first place in the conference still, and they're a couple wins away from once again being the champs in the regular season. So, I mean, it's another job well done on their part and what they've been able to do. Like you said, it's a little bit of a different path to get to where they've gotten to, but they're still in familiar territory 
ready to potentially go on a run here win that thing get back to the NCAA tournament yeah obviously that's what they hope uh, they control their own destiny as the saying goes and uh We'll see what happens later on this week. But, again, hey, rest of the teams in the conference are just saying, fine. I mean, if we got to go to Northwestern, fine. But they still got to win when we get to that weekend. It's not just because, White. oh, it's hosted at Reynolds Field. Give the trophy to the Eagles. No, 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 no. Crown, Superior, Bethany, all are going to have other ideas when they're marching in. Absolutely. So before we get into our predictions, there's one thing I want to talk about, or at least ask. And if you don't want to answer this, if you don't have your uh, everything oh, in I order, go ahead. I don't know I what's coming here. Am I going to have to I plead the fifth? Well, what's going on? Well, I didn't I didn't give you a heads up, so it's on me if you don't have an answer or not. But I'm curious, at this point, we got a week left. I mean, who would you give the conference player of the year to at this point? And, and obviously, I understand you probably have to look through all the numbers and different stuff. So if you don't have an answer, that's fine. It's a excellent question, Wyatt, and I think you bring it up because uh, what your preseason pick has done this past week. Well, I mean, the case he's making is uh, getting better and better by the day, it seems like. That's not who I would pick, though. Really? No. Okay, then then can I pivot to you, or do I need to answer first? I can I can answer first if you want. I'm literally just basing this. I'm, I'm curious. You Are you thinking that Crab has a right? right now or at least he's in the conversation he's in the conversation okay yeah Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation in the conversation okay uh i'll be honest i look at it and i look at it just from the pure standpoint of you get the whole argument with mr borma and what he's done because obviously i mean what he's done on the mound is just flat out ridiculous but i again think you got to do it at the plate too i don't think you can be a pitcher only and win it you know what i mean yeah. So so I'm going dis- to yep. disclude him in this one, but he is without a doubt going to be the pitcher of the year. I think that's yep. pretty much locked up at this point. I would go over to Crown, and I'm taking Kyle Schrodel right now just based off the pure power numbers that we've seen from him. The difference between him and Keegan Verko also has just ridiculous power numbers. Schrodel's hitting over 500 in conference play. Yeah. Verko's not. And Sam Peterson was in that conversation. Seth Betts is in that conversation. It's a couple guys from Northwestern, a couple guys from Crown to me that you eye in on at this point of the season. And the other thing I factored into this too is Crown played the two best pitchers from Northwestern. They they don't really have, outside of Newman, they don't have to face you know the other team's great pitching necessarily when they play Crown. Crown's always seeing everybody's best pitchers. You know what I mean? And they yep. face the guys from Northwestern, Superior, Bethany. And for what Schrodel's been able to do... I don't know. His his numbers are pretty ridiculous. I, I feel like he's got to be the favorite at this point. That's very valid. And I mean, there's a couple guys that we could, you know, point out from Crown. And as you're talking, White, I'm just looking further at these box scores that they had from their two games against Bethany that we had circled in big matchups against the top of the conference opponent that they had uh, just a few days ago. And we don't have the box score uh, yet loaded up from uh, today's action that took place earlier. But I mean, you could argue Schrodel had a little better first two games at least than Seth Betts at the plate because I think, you know, we've compared those two before and, you know, you can pull up the conference uh, stats on the website and split hairs with what you're talking about. But, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, that's a great point. It's not just the power numbers but what he's doing for average as well. And you can make some arguments for some Northwestern guys as well, but, I mean, there's no really getting over top of what Kyle Schrodel's done at the plate. I mean, if these are up to date on the conference website when we're talking right now, and again, this doesn't even have the stats in for what Crown did today, just putting up some garbage time runs, as you mentioned, against Bethany. But he's ahead of Verco, who's already had a spectacular season in home runs and runs batted in. Yeah, he doesn't have the best average, but he's not far off what his teammate Seth Betts has done so far. And so, yeah, that's a great argument you can make for him. So, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I hear what you're saying there. And I think that there's a lot of arguments that can be made for multiple guys still at this point, right? I mean, you could argue it's going to be decided in this last week of the season. Which is what we want, right? Well, I would hope so. I mean, you don't necessarily (laughs) want just a runaway. It's kind of cool when there's a runaway, though, because that just shows how dominant maybe one player has been. Overall, I think it's better for the conference when there's multiple guys going for it, though. Absolutely, and I think this final weekend, I mean, just to put a bow on this, is going to say a lot, too, when we talk about crown players who have to face off against all the top pitching, like we said, but they're going to have to do it more against, you know, Rodriguez and Tappy this coming weekend. And just as a whole for crown, I mean, I know we kind of talked about them earlier, Wyatt, but this weekend's going to say so much to me going into the conference tournament. Yes, your huge opportunity got ripped away from you by your own doing where you weren't able to come through But at the same time, how quickly can you turn the page? This coming weekend, from what we see at Missile Park and St. Bonifacius, Wyatt, is going to show me the maturity of Crown College Baseball for this 2022 campaign. How quickly can you get over that? Can you respond? Can you win a series against a good Yellow Jacket club? Could you sweep them and move into the UMAC tournament with some mojo and saying, all right, we got our swagger back? Because right now, they're a little butthurt, as they should be. Can they change that later on this week? I didn't actually think I'd hear you say butthurt on this podcast. So there we go. There's a new one for me. That's a new uh, in the vocabulary there for us. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. With the way that went, they should have a chip on their shoulder. They have a lot of super seniors. They have a lot of experience yes. there. So they are. They. I, I feel like they have the capability to step up, rise to the occasion, calm things down. At the same time, I would say catch 22 and say, what, what 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 does it matter if they end up making it anyways? You know what I mean? They can still play their best maybe in the conference tournament, even if they lose a couple to Superior here in the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? They could. You're right. I just, from an outside perspective and for guys like you and I who are maybe overdoing this and like myself specifically I'm talking to, they would give me a lot more confidence to believe that they can make a run at it and trying to get that hardware in a couple weekends. Because I'm telling you right now, Wyatt, I'm not giving them an iota of a thought that they can even do it if they don't win at least two against Superior. I know Crown people don't care about that, but this this talking head guy isn't going to give you any shot if you don't beat Superior in the series this weekend at home. Well, number one, we absolutely are overdoing this, I'm sure. I mean, they're, they're, that, that's, that's probably the point. not in question. But, but number two, I, I, think, I think all things considered, when you look at this from the beginning of the season to now, most of these teams would take the position that they're in heading into the final week yeah. of the season, all things considered. It, and it's just, I, it's a great point, Wyatt, because I kind of said it similarly to Northwestern. It was kind of a sidewinding road to get here, but they're in a familiar spot. And all the other teams are in a familiar spot where they're looking up at Northwestern. But as we talked about a little bit earlier, seeds two, three, and four are up for grabs between four teams as we head into the final week. So, hey, go make your hay right now. It's all been fun up to here, but now's the time where you got to turn the dial. All right. Well, to go back to one of my favorite quotes you ever said, non-conference for show, conference for dough, UMAC plays where you got to make your hay, right? I mean, Amen. Here we go. Final, final week of the season. Let's go. Yes. Pr- predictions. Let's get into them quickly here, and let's just be honest, full disclosure, we don't know what's going to happen with some of them that have been postponed, pushed back, so we're just going to pick what's on the schedule right now if we miss some. Uh, that uh, you know aren't on technically we should have already predicted the ones though that were supposed to play so theoretically we should have all our bases covered here right theoretically and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the uh, spreadsheet right now Wyatt and I think uh, Mr. Bauman's done a pretty good job where it's uh, up to date pretty close to uh, where we should be at based on what happened this weekend so 
I think we can roll with the numbers that we got. Not that people care well, about the season-long can, numbers. but He can always be better somehow, right? I mean, let's not exactly. give him too much confidence. <laughs> yes. so. um, no, I, I'm not looking at it. Is there anything you want to mention as far as where we're at with that, or do you want to just Yeah, it? I don't even think they're fully up to date, so we can just skip what it. You I mean, you're, you're, still, you're still up by a couple. Well, because I was counting. I forgot we don't have the ones in for Bethany and Crown because – that oh, series sure. didn't finish till earlier place, today, right. and he hasn't been totally on top of it today. He hasn't updated it. Well, theoretically, I, I remember I had Crown win in two out of three. So we I both, don't know what we had, both did. So we were both wrong. We were both wrong. But, okay, with that, let's pick what's going to take place this weekend. Let's start. I'm just going from the very top of the UMAC website. So the first one on Saturday that you look at, because I don't think there's anything throughout the week we got to be worried about, is there? Well, I guess Bethany North yeah. Central start on Friday. So let's do them. Well, wait, you, you got to go. Oh, okay, so you're right. The ones earlier this week, like Morris North Central, we've already picked Theoretically, that. we should have already covered that, right? I'm I'm tracking now. Let's move forward. You're correct. Go ahead. All right. So, Bethany North Central, these games supposed to be played at North Central in Coon Rapids. I'll take Bethany with the way they've been playing for all three here. Nothing against the Rams. Like I said, I think Bethany's peaking at the right time. I think they can carry some momentum over into the conference tournament. I think they'll be out on a mission then come conference tournament time. Yes, I think they bring the bats and the brooms out to Coon Rapids, and I'm going to compare the numbers, you know I will, to what Superior just did in an absolute shellacking offensive performance <laughs> in three games. I doubt, I doubt they're going to be able to do that. Who knows why? Don't Pretty doubt remarkable. them. I mean, Let's give North Central <laughs> some credit, though, for the season that they've ended up having. They got four conference wins. I mean, all yeah. things considered, very young team. Didn't know what you get out of them this year. All things considered, I mean, even if you could steal one from Bethany, I mean, that'd be a somewhat successful season and something to build off of moving into next year where you think, okay, now we can really start to maybe compete. Yeah, and today against Superior, I know they lost, but they got in the end zone, got the extra point up and good, got a field goal as well. The problem is the Jackets somehow got in the end zone twice and a field goal as well. So they put some runs up, but they just can't stop anyone right now. They love those kind of box scores. Just, just incredible stuff. So... All right, we're 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 on the same page there for that one. Morris and Northland. It's interesting with Morris because we don't know what games are going to be played, which ones aren't, but... They're going to get busy. Let's just put it that way. Theoretically, <laughs> they are going to need all three of those to have a chance still to make the conference You'd tournament. have to think, yes. Do they get it done? Yes. They get these three. You got all three? Now, these other games that they're taking place, uh, they're trying to you know, play in, and I'll pull up back the schedule here again, and who knows how correct this is, and it's going to get nuts with what they're trying to do. But, yeah, I think being that they're at home and Northland coming down the stretch has not been easy. They're on the road constantly. All those factors playing in, the fact that Morris could have a lot on the line, playing well lately, yeah, I'm going to take the Cougars in a sweep. Just to give Northland faithful, I don't know if anyone from Northland even listens Lumberjack to Lumberjack Nation. If, if you do Lumberjack Nation, let us know. But uh, I'll say Northland takes one. They'll take one. They Just had some competitive games this past week. Th- well, and it's a similar deal. I mean, I understand they're at the bottom of the conference, but, I mean, the conference is deeper this year, and... Uh, uh, just with the whole pitching situation with Morris, with how many games theoretically they're going to have to play this upcoming week. I mean, who knows what they're going to do pitching-wise or what they're even going to be able to do. I mean, seriously, it's all harms on deck for this upcoming week of action. I don't know. I feel like Northland can sneak a game in there if they, they, if they put everything together. They could. I think it could get interesting for sure out in Morris. So I'll take Northland for one there. 
Crown, Superior. Let's just do Northwestern Martin Luther. Nothing against you, Knights. I've been with you all season. Love to see the success. Back it up, Wyatt. Do it. Northwestern's going to sweep this one at home. But, hey, you know, our, our guys that have been messaging us, I hope they go out there and ball this weekend. I'm right there with you, and uh, I uh, may or may not be calling one or two or three or none of these games. So we'll see. I'll be there. I'll be in the area, but uh, I may be just uh, next door doing some business. So we'll see. But, hey, I'm looking forward to it. Let's make it a fun weekend. Uh, Senior day for Northwestern, one of those games. Let's make it emotional. Let's uh, have the tears flowing, and, uh, yeah, let's have a good time. But, yeah, don't overlook them, Northwestern. And they're not going to. And I'm interested to see going into this matchup play with the non-conference games Northwestern has. Really, really quick question for you. They got Bethel. You know they want to beat Bethel, okay? Crosstown rival. And then they got Augsburg. Do you expect Northwestern to throw Borma or Crab in either one of those games? And then potentially maybe even try to bring them back against Martin Luther? Or do you not expect to see the Big O or Crabber Grabber or whatever you want to call the guy, Bryce, on a mission Crab? Which one is either one of them going to pitch before this weekend? It's a possibility, absolutely. Uh, when when's the game against Bethel? Wednesday. It's a possibility. What I will say is, I doubt we see them like go a complete game. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I I think it'd be more of like a situation where they each get a couple innings of work, and you do it similarly with the other pitchers in the staff as well. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't think they're gonna be like going out there and having the mindset of we have to win these games, so we're throwing these guys, you know, the full game by yes. any means. So to answer your question, I would not be surprised either way if they pitch or if they don't. I would expect to see him a little bit against Bethel, though. But then Augsburg, no. <laughs> Augsburg's the Monday, right before uh, the conference tournament. Bethel is. Wednesday. Augsburg is Thursday. Then Northwestern oh. a week from tomorrow on Monday the and 9th they, has St. Olaf. And then they play St. Olaf. See, I, a similar deal. I would expect to maybe see them a couple innings against St. Olaf if they could, you know, depending on if they pitch Saturday or not. Augsburg, probably not. That Thursday? Yep. Yeah, no, no. I, I doubt that they use them against Augsburg because that would really kind of screw everything up, I feel like. Because it's the day before. Yeah, it's just closer. It's it's much more likely to see them, I feel like, against Bethel than it would be Augsburg. I agree. Okay. So with that being said, moving along. We both have the Eagles in a sweep. Yes, I don't feel feel like I officially said I hope it's a good time, but I have Northwestern to sweep. Yep, too much on the line. The big one. Superior at Crown. Do you want to go first, or are you going to decline to speak first on this one? Are you going to send no, it my way? I, I can I can step forward here and be a man, Wyatt, okay? I can give you some time to think about your pick. Okay. It was a huge weekend this past weekend at Missile Park. Crown came in with no margin for error because they lost before. It didn't matter. Now it's a totally different mindset, though, Wyatt. Like I said, how quick can you flush it? How mature are you? How quick can you move forward and deal with Superior? I got the Jackets taking two out of three. Any, any other comments Well, there was just a little bit of a silence there for a second. I, I just wanted to see if you were going to go into it more. I wanted, yes, I do appreciate that, Wyatt. I wanted to see uh, what you were going to ask me exactly. I said it before, I'll say it again. Rodriguez and Tappy. I, I, seriously, even... So, so are those the two games that they win? That's what I'm predicting. And, and I'm not even saying they can't win the third, because what have I said before? You know the game they beat against North... They won against Northwestern? It there wasn't was game, Tapia yeah. or Rodriguez. Yeah. It was when Harbaugh was on the mound. Harbaugh, I think, has won one or two other games, too. Pitched well against Bethany, I'm pretty sure, earlier this conference slate. 
They darn near swept Bethany earlier this year. I know they're on the road for this matchup. Crown's got to be ultra motivated. But again, it's been a roller coaster ride for them, Wyatt, and I don't know which way it's going to turn. And maybe they got to dip a little bit further before they rise up and make a little push at it during the UMAC Conference Tournament in a few weekends. I don't know what we're going to get. It could go any direction. I wouldn't be entirely shocked if Superior swept them. Seriously. I'm going to take yeah. the Jackets two out of three. You know, it's interesting. I Would you be surprised if Crown swept Superior? I would be, this is, this may, may sound preposterous to you and let me know if it does and I'll, I'll throw egg well, on my face. Well, if it is, I'll send it into the common man for the most <laughs> preposterous statement of the year. I would be more surprised if Crown swept Superior than if Superior swept Crown. No, I would too. I'm not, I, I don't think that's preposterous by, by okay. any means. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised either way though. It's interesting. I think it's an extremely even matchup and usually when you get matchups like this, you could potentially see one team win three games all really close. Or yep. you could see the complete opposite, and one team just blows the other one out. It could be a split. Who knows what's going to happen? This is the complete wild card of this weekend. These are actually the tough ones to predict and really dive into and talk about. It's kind of the battle of two different things here. Crown's offense, as we know, very good. Superior, they're coming off of a very good hot streak recently. But theoretically, it's the arms of Superior you got to worry about more than the lineup. So... I don't know. It's interesting. What wins out, pitching or hitting in this series? And I am going to go with Crown at home, winning two out of three. That's what I expected. Well, <laughs> like I said, I'm not I'm not going to be surprised regardless of what the I outcomes don't are yep. this, this weekend. I just think it's that close. I just feel like Crown's lineup is still dangerous, and I feel like they can get to tappy enough if they need to not only this remember this is going to be the revenge game when they take on rodriguez they ousted them oh, yeah. in the conference tournament last year that's gotta sting a little bit for crown i mean not that it mattered we weren't losing last year i'm just gonna throw that out there again would not have mattered but crown probably feels like they left some stuff on the table last year that you know who knows what could have happened so they're gonna come out ready to go i would not be surprised if they get to this superior pitching staff a little bit the question will just be does Crown's bullpen have enough to hold them off and win? I love how you snuck that in there, Wyatt, real coyly, hoping I wouldn't catch on. I did catch on. He said Crown got stunned a little bit by the Yellow Jackets. I, I hear you. I hear you. They're hoping to sting them at least a couple more times you this know, year. You know, I, I do what I can occasionally. I, I'm no. glad somebody appreciates it. <laughs> I always love a good pun. No, I mean, for Superior, though, it's interesting why. You could argue Crown has the advantage going into these matchups because I'm looking at the schedule here. If everything goes to, you know, accordingly to plan, Superior's got Northland Tuesday, Martin Luther Wednesday, both on the road. And then they got the Crown Series to worry about on the road. But then after that, they can't totally open, excuse me, not open, empty out the gas tank. They got to have something in the reserves for Sunday. They host a pair against Morris on Sunday. So talk about a massive three-day stretch. One on Friday against Crown, then you're double-dipping Saturday at Missile Park, and then you're double-dipping Sunday at home in Superior against Morris in games that could potentially propel you into the number two spot. So crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. But how do you set up pitching? I'm I'm not asking you if you have any comments. You can you can tell me. But well, for, you, for which for which team? For Superior, I'm talking specifically just with all those games. I mean, can you get Rodriguez and Tappy to pitch twice this weekend each? 
or twice this you week, be, I should say. You, you got to be very careful with it, with the fact that the conference tournaments the not overdo week. it. Yep. That's that's why it's a delicate situation. I feel like with Northwestern as well with those non-conference games, and uh, you could. It's just a matter of how much they pitch against Crown, I guess, or how much you want them to pitch against Crown is what I would say, because that's the big series without question. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what what they end up doing. It's it's kind of the point where this is this is why you're the the old ball coach, if you will, the, the head honcho. These are the decisions coach, you have to make. You're right. Coach Oaks is an old guy. I mean, he has been around long enough to know how to make these decisions. Yeah, no, he, he comes from a coaching background. I know that's that very much. true. So, but I mean, yeah, that's, I'm that's kidding. He's not. He's not this. an old guy. Yeah. No, no, but he's he, he's got the experience of an old guy almost from that point of view of there he's been in the coaching game and he's from that line. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but the crown series has to be treated as the most important because it is. Yep. Which is with all the conference ramifications as well. And you got to get by those ones before you can worry about Morris. And if we're just being honest, Wyatt, you probably need your best arms to be there and be pitching later and be at their best to beat crown versus winning at home against Morris. But all that being said, we're not saying overlook them. I don't know how many times we can say that, Wyatt. Can't, they beat Northwestern Monday. They beat Crown Wednesday. So uh, Superior knows Morris is talented. So, Nope, can't overlook them, absolutely. Morris is a team with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, we maybe even haven't given them as enough recognition or talked about them as much as we should have. But this is, definitely... their, this is their coming out party, though, this week, Wyatt. So we didn't talk about them before because this is their best week by far. We, we have, yeah, I mean, we've alluded to this final week of the season for a while now. And just specifically, you know, if they could play their way into the conference tournament, and it's kind of set up just like that. It's, it's to the point where if they take care of business, they're going to have a decent chance to be in. Yeah, and we'll have to wait and see and uh, how this thing all pans out. Wyatt, all you and I can hope for is somehow the sky's clear. It's not April anymore. And just that the cliche would rain true. We don't have rain to worry about. They're going to get all the games in. Like I said, I think Morris has nine or ten games, Wyatt, they'd have to play to even up with people like Crown and Northwestern for a number of games. Do you think it's, do you believe in miracles? Well, yeah. Being that Morris will play a full conference slate before this regular season is said and done with. I mean, I would probably vote no just because that seems like the safe option here in this case, but I mean, never say never. Yeah. It could happen. It definitely could. I don't know what else you want to hit on. Did we get, we got all the series, correct? Yeah, that was, that was all the ones theoretically that we feel like we needed to get. I, again, I mean, I'm assuming at this point anything else that's on the schedule outside of this weekend has already been covered. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, I guess, but like you we'll, said, we we do what we we'll can. deal with the aftermath yep. when when it comes, <laughs> I guess, at that point. So, no, I I that's really all I had. I'm interested to see how this final week plays out, and then we can really dive into it as we head into the conference tournament. I mean. It's going to be fun to see the four teams that do make it in the matchup start dissecting that. I mean, once we get into the conference tournament, we can really start dissecting what we think each team's going to do pitching-wise, you know, the matchups, everything. So that's going to be a lot of fun to finally just talk about the conference tournament. I don't have anything else to add, though, Ryan. It's it's another week of ball we got coming up. Let's enjoy it, as always. Good work tonight. And I guess, yeah, I mean, I'll turn it over to you for final comments. Yeah, I agree, Why I'm looking forward to a day where we don't have to figure out this schedule maze any longer for all these teams, and we can just say, this is it. These are the four teams that are in. Standalone games, as our guy likes to say. 
We need we'll be on the table. We do need it, more. It spreads. <laughs> it spreads. Yes. Hey, there was an awkward standalone game today in the NHL after the regular season kind of well, ended. Between two which really is bad teams. Yeah, I don't know how. That I don't happened, know why they played the game. Hey, so very quickly, actually, Blues or Wild? What do you got? Series prediction. Wild. In. Seven. That's exactly what I was going to say, because I think it is going to take all seven with the way it's gone with the Blues this year, but I still think the Wild are the better team. And what's huge? Where's Game 7 being played this time yeah, around, that's finally? That's that's the other thing. It's going to be in Minnesota at the X. Down at the I have X. A tough time, I have a tough time seeing Minnesota close out the series on the road in Game 6. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you where they could be in a spot where they're up 3-2 heading to St. Louis, but... Yeah, they got to deliver. Starting tomorrow night, again, we're recording Sunday night the first. I can't wait. This isn't going to be like the Wolves, folks. This team is so much more fun to watch, more fun to root for. You don't got divas like D'Angelo Russell pulling his normal crap, blowing fourth quarter okay, leads, Cat okay, getting okay. upset with the media. That's all the farther I'm going to go. But, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that. But most importantly, we're looking forward to the close of this UMAC baseball season. wide. And just a shout-out to the people, okay? You and I were questioning when we turned this over from basketball to baseball, what's the response going to be like? We didn't really know. We were kind of moving on the fly. I said, I'm going to follow your lead, Wyatt. I don't have as much confidence going into basket. excuse me, going from basketball to baseball season, rather. But man, I mean, especially these last couple weeks, it's continued to build momentum. We're well over 4,000 total downloads for the pod. So appreciate mm. you, the people. Mm. We do it for the people. This yes. is always going to be for the people. You make it happen. You make it fun and enjoyable. So we appreciate all you listening, telling your friends and family about it, downloading the podcast. We do appreciate that. As always, if you have any information you'd like to send in, if you'd like a shout out, if you have suggestions for what we can do in future episodes, we're going to really kick it to another gear when we hit the conference tournament. As we mentioned, we're going to have some reactions to each round, have more content for you that week. But as always, our inbox is open, U-A-O, the UMAC at gmail.com. DMs are open as well if you want to connect with us on social media. We are on Twitter. Just search unlike any other, the UMAC or at U-A-O, the UMAC. And other than that, Wyatt, we're still going to promise people we're trying. Trust us. We are trying to get some interviews. Wyatt is working his tail off. I'm trying to work some things as well. We're going to get some Wyatt, right? We got our fingers crossed. We're going to have at least a few more interviews before the season's over, right? I've learned not to promise anything (laughs) at this point, but uh, we are working on it. And, I mean... Lord willing. I mean, we get it done, right? I mean, we'll, we'll finally get some people on. That's what's been interesting. I mean, the response for baseball has been great, but getting people on, <laughs> yes, has been a lot more challenging for some reason. So I don't yeah. know why. Things out of our control, and we understand life happens for people. Baseball, so we're not calling anyone out. But Baseball is a much more fluid and free-flowing, you know what I mean? Like, things yep. are constantly changing. Yep. So basketball, Blame the weather again. Let's blame the exactly. weather. More or less basketball <laughs> is set in stone throughout the season, and it's been easier to schedule. Baseball, not so much. So that's been part of the problem. But, nope, we're going to do our best, continue to move forward. Hopefully we get some for you here in the near future. Last thing I got to say, folks, just soak it in, okay? I'm trying to tell myself the same thing. It's a long grind. I get it. But this thing's going to be over before we know it. Two weeks from today, if everything goes according to plan, the whole UMAC season is going to be in the book. So let's enjoy it. Let's lock in. As Wyatt said before, many sleep in May, but he and I do not. We're not going to sleep for a while. We're all right with that. 
And so we will wrap this thing up. Enjoy the week of games. You know, we are going to final week of the regular season. It's a great time of the year. Appreciate you listening to Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.